0: This is Triple H 100.1 FM. Good afternoon and welcome to Rotary Matters. My name's Ian Stewart and it's really good to be with you again on this lovely sunny spring day, early spring. The idea of this programme, Rotary Matters, is to put the spotlight onto some of the many worthy causes, the projects and the people who make up a rotary. Now today on our programme, we're going to be uh, talking about a project for youth It's a programme which enables teenagers to develop life skills and motivation to help them cope with the challenges of a very competitive future. Look, it's one of several programmes offered by Rotary. For example, there's a project called the National Youth Science Forum, which gives Year 11 students an insight into science, science study and careers in science. There is the Model United Nations Assembly, the Rotary Youth Exchange, where students spend a year overseas, and the Rotary Youth Leadership Awards, which is a a week-long residential programme. All excellent, well-proven programmes, created and managed by volunteer Rotarians. This story concerns students in years 9 and 10, which is the 14 to 16-year-olds. It has the acronym RYPEN, R-Y-P-E-N, which stands for Rotary Youth Programme of Enrichment. So we're going to be meeting the convener of the latest RIPEN which took place locally in mid-June, tell us about it. It's an intensive residential weekend where the students develop increased motivation, improved life skills, better self-image, pride in themselves and an understanding of setting and achieving goals. At the same time, participants interact with peers from different backgrounds, improving their teamwork skills and having fun. All of this is done in an informal atmosphere, questions and debates are encouraged. So I had the pleasure of discussing RIPEN. Again, it's the Rotary Youth Programme of Enrichment with the uh, convener of this programme. Her name is Amanda Barnes. And a little later on in the show, um, we'll be meeting two of the students who attended uh, RIPEN to give us their perspectives. Okay, so today on Rotary Matters, it's a great privilege for us to be talking with Amanda Barnes. Amanda is a long-serving and dedicated Rotarian and in charge of uh, a project which has the acronym RIPEN, but if you haven't heard of that before, it's Rotary Youth Programme of Enrichment. It's a terrific programme. So Amanda Barnes, tell us firstly, um, why do we need a RIPEN, please?
1: Excellent, thank you, Ian. Great question to start with. Um, RIPEN addresses youth engagement um, and around youth engagement where we're talking about sort of the middle of the run kids. So, you know, there's a lot of programs for those who excel uh, in sports or in academics. Uh, There's some programs for those who lag behind, but there's not a lot for the middle of the road kids, Uh, the ones who sort of fly under the radar because they're doing well enough. Uh, but you know, this program challenges the status quo for them and pushes them, you know, to uh, challenge their ideas and uh, yeah, and and their concepts around themselves and the world around them. Um, and yeah, hopefully giving them some more skills beyond that.
0: Okay, so you you talk about a program, and um, are we mm-hmm. talking, how long is this program?
1: Okay, so it's a residential camp. Uh Uh, The kids or participants arrive on Friday in time for lunch. uh, And we keep them until Sunday at about 3 o'clock when they all get to go home. We're looking at 64 kids from across our district. So our district is Central Coast to the north of Sydney and then out including Hawkesbury and Blue Mountains. 64 kids from across that area sponsored by local Rotary clubs and they come to us either through the Rotary clubs or sometimes directly through schools but often the schools have relationships with the Rotary clubs and then yeah we keep them for the weekend there's a series of speakers and activities that address everything from communications to goal setting, uh, cyber safety, healthy relationships, um, challenging their self, you know, the, the, the stereotypes and the labels they put on themselves in school. They don't have to bring them with them because they don't know anyone there, so they can sort of redesign themselves, which is a beautiful part of the program.
0: Okay, so what age group are we talking about specifically here?
1: Year 8 to year 10, so sort of 14 to 16.
0: Okay, 14 to 16 year olds, um, do they come from private and public schools?
1: Oh, mix. Yeah, just depends, you know, where they, you know, we we don't have a preference uh, in that space. You know, the Rotarians might know these kids um, personally, or they, the schools might come to the Rotary Clubs. Occasionally, we get schools come directly to the uh, camp committee, but we refer them back to the Rotary Clubs or the closest Rotary Clubs to them. And how do, um,
0: you, how do you select the children who, who attend the course?
1: the clubs do that for us uh so some clubs like i said might know the kids already or they come from the schools that the clubs know um you know i I had a dad approach me directly uh through the facebook group and just say i think this would be good for my son so i connected him with the local rotary club and so that's how he's been sponsored Uh, some clubs interview the participants to see their suitability Um, But we just, you know, the application form comes in, we review the application and, you know, I don't know that we've ever declined an application, uh, but, you know, there's a few things on there that we might need to be aware of, you know, some things like, you know, if there's been a recent incident in the family or something like that that we might need to just be aware of, yeah. Is it boys and girls? Absolutely. Uh, We tend to get more female uh, applicants than males. Really? I'm not entirely sure why, but that has always been the case. I've been around for about 15 years working with the camp at different capacities, and we've always ended up with more females than males.
0: Okay, listeners, we're talking about RIPEN, the Rotary Youth Programme of Enrichment. We're talking with Amanda Barnes, who's putting together this residential weekend. We'll get details of where and when it is shortly. But Amanda, how often do you run one of these uh, programmes?
1: Well, our district actually runs two programs per year, uh, one in summer and one in winter, I I manage the winter camp, so we have one per year, we always run it in June. Uh, it's Our camp is based in Springwood in the Blue Mountains at the beautiful Blue Gum Lodge, um, and we've been there again probably 15 or 16 years. Um, Although we're very excited for this camp, Ian, because this is the first time we've had a face-to-face camp in three years since COVID. So we're super excited about this one.
0: Okay, so it begins just before lunch on a Friday. Typically, mm-hmm. what can a, someone expect? They they uh, deliver to, to the camp, presumably, by yep. a parent or whatever. Yep. What, what happens to them then?
1: Well, look, you it, it's funny to see because every year it's similar. You know, the the kids sort of skirt around the outsides of the sort of courtyard, and they um, they sort of hang around and slowly start talking to people because we try to get it so that there's not too many from the same school or the same social group because they push themselves more if they don't know too many people there. So it works yeah. better that way. So you know, Friday everyone's a little bit cautious maybe a little bit anxious Um, we have some lunch then you know after lunch we sort of do the introductions to the camp Um, shortly after that we get straight into it Uh, so we start with icebreakers so breaking down all those barriers um, you know and then and then the program set up around goal setting confidence leadership and communication building challenging beliefs of self and you know surround so the environment critical thinking Um, in a a safe and comfortable environment. So, I mean, we've had kids come to the realisation that potentially some of their families have some racial tones in there, but they've never seen it because they've never seen beyond that. Um, It's a fantastic way for young people to sort of critically assess uh, the information that potentially they've just been accepting to this point.
0: Are they allowed to bring their devices...
1: uh no
0: okay um
1: and a lot of them don't like that at all um if we see devices they are confiscated for the weekend it's (laughs) just yeah it's um and that as as a committee that's getting more challenging uh because devices are very much more prominent in our young people's lives um but again the idea is for them to be present Right. um this is three days in their lives that will change their lives um and you know if they're spending the whole time sending snaps and things they're not really in the moment um and they can miss what could be a life-changing activity
0: you mentioned that it's being held in the Blue Gun Lodge in Springwood uh, mm-hmm. are, are there some outdoor activities that they get up to
1: uh depending on the weather June yeah. in Springwood can be varied um, so i mean we used to have a bush walk but we sort of have pulled back we, we do some outdoor activities if we can yeah. um we, we don't get up to sort of rock climbing and abseiling and those sorts of things because we don't want to push the kids too much in that space oh. um it's much more sort of of a mental intellectual sort of um venue rather than a physical one um yeah, right. because the the kids get a lot of experience with sports and things through school, uh, so we're trying to offer something that's a bit different to what's in their Look, general scope. Look,
0: a, a wonderful program. You've got 65 kids. Um, you're running it. Do you have other staff to help you too, Amanda Barnes?
1: Oh, We do. We do. We have an amazing committee. Um, the committee spend, you know, 12 months preparing these camps. Um, obviously, this year it's been about three years rather than 12 months, but that's fine. That just made us more excited. Um, We put some more effort into rejigging the program itself as a whole because we had the time to do that, which has been amazing. So we're really looking forward to seeing how this rolls out. Um, But no, we have a committee of uh, 21 uh, in total. We have a camp mum and dad who come to support the kids if there's any, you know, homesick feelings. Um, we our, our camp dad doubles up as a night guard, so he does a couple of laps around the campsite at night uh, once everyone else is in bed, God bless. And yeah, the rest of us, our mentors, they're either Rotarians, uh, alumni from different Rotary programs, including Youth Exchange, uh, and we also bring uh, past participants back. So if, if you know your young person attends camp this year they might come back in a couple of years and help out as a mentor uh, because we find that that's a great uh, venue to pursue and further develop some of our uh, our youth
0: so that's amanda barnes we're listening to there she's the convener of ripen the rotary youth program of enrichment i'll be rejoining that conversation with amanda shortly and later on in the programme, we're going to be meeting a couple of the students who took part in the winter ripen in June up in the Bloom Mountain. Uh, this programme, Rotary Matters, uh, profiles some of the good work and the people who make up Rotary. So today um, we are talking with Amanda Barnes, who convenes a programme for school children in years nine and ten. It's called the Rotary Youth Programme of Enrichment, or RIPEN. Um, we now find out about the impact the programme has on the kids and their parents. And a little later, we'll actually be hearing from a couple of the uh, girls who attended RIPEN in June this year, but in the meantime, back to Amanda. So over a period of two to three days, you're enhancing their communication skills, that you're focusing on safety, on relationships. I imagine you've had a a number of testimonials back from past participants or or parents expressing Uh, appreciation.
1: Look, the kids love it. And and part of what we do is um, during the camp they write some goals oh, yeah. um, and six months down the track we send them a copy of their goals and just say you know where are you up to how are things going um, we set up a Facebook group exclusively for, exclusively, sorry, for the kids in at the camp um, because they're not allowed to have their devices we take photos and share them there but right. also they are then able to connect um, with each other beyond that and They just love it. They they have amazing experiences. But I think the feedback we get from the parents is a bit more stimulating, um, inspiring. We had one parent thank us for making the participant be nice to their siblings. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that was an absence makes the heart grow fonder type thing (laughs) or if it was something we did. But happy to take credit for that. Um, We had a mother who stated her son now talks to her. And prior to that, he was a bit more withdrawn, so that was fantastic to hear. Uh, Another mother who said that he's now engaging in household chores because a part of the camp, they have to set up and, you know, clear up after dinner and, you know, all our meals and things, which we hold in a communal dining hall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Overall, parents really notice an increase in self-esteem and self-awareness of our participants, and that's, you know, fantastic to hear.
0: But isn't it interesting? You can do all of that within two to three days, which will affect the behaviors and views of the graduates for the rest of their lives in a very short... Absolutely. Time. You have a big impact.
1: It's it's amazing what you can do when you pull kids out of their comfort zone Yes, um, and, you know, push them in all the right ways. I mean, we've got most of our mentors are, uh, are qualified mental health first aiders. Uh, we're all cleared through working with children's check we've got some social workers doctors nurses things like that on staff by staff I mean our volunteers yeah. no one gets paid for this yeah. Um, you know and and the Rotary Club sponsored the kids so there's no cost to the family or the students or the schools Um, and it's just so valuable uh, another program that we expose the young people to while they're with us is the Rotary Youth Exchange program so that's a 12-month Uh, overseas exchange. There are other Rotary youth programs, but unfortunately the age gap between Ripe and some of them is a bit too big, but hopefully we can, or the Rotary clubs can maintain engagement with the young people so we can uh, just, you know, further develop these amazing young humans. It's really awesome to see how close they are on Friday and how open they are on Sunday.
0: Do you have any of the Rotary Youth Exchange students currently in Australia or in, in our neighbourhood taking part um, on the programme of, of enrichment?
1: We don't have any of the inbound students registered yet. No. Okay. That's not to say we can't. We have had in the past. Yes. Um, and, you know, one of our mentors he works as one of the um, incremental parts of the Youth Exchange Committee, uh, and she talks to the kids about the Youth Exchange programme um we have had kids go from ripen to youth exchange and i think last time we spoke in a few years ago bo yeah. uh, was one of our participants who'd gone to youth exchange uh and after ripen and the phenomenal young man that man um, he's now moved to melbourne sadly uh well i mean happy for him but sad for us uh so he's no longer involved with the camp but yeah amazing things he's doing
0: okay so I hope, listeners, I hope you've been intrigued, as I am, by this project. It's um, run by Rotarians on a voluntary basis. People like the amazing Amanda Barnes. Um, Amanda, if somebody wants to um, get more information, what's the best way for them to go about this?
1: Sure. We, I mean, ideally get in touch with your local Rotary clubs. Yes. uh, If you're not sure who they are jump on our Facebook page um, and you can send us directly a message and we can put you in touch with the local Rotary Clubs and give you all the information you need. Uh, so the local, fa- our Facebook page, sorry, Rotary District 9685 Winter Ripen Camp. So Ripen is R-Y-P-E-N. So Rotary District 9685 winter
0: ripen camp okay all one okay excellent well listeners i'd encourage you to do that because it's yet another example of rotary's focus on developing the young people in our community amanda before i let you go you're a very very busy person half <laughs> of rotary and i know you've got <laughs> a small child and another one on the way tell, yes. us, <laughs> tell us very quickly how did you personally get involved in rotary may i ask
1: Oh, look, it feels like I've always been involved with Rotary. No, <laughs> Dad was Dad was the youth director at his club and told me there was a thing called Rotaract that I needed to check out. I begrudgingly went along, and before the end of the last meeting, I was the club secretary, and that uh-huh. was 18 years ago. Uh, Rotary has definitely become a way of life rather than something I do or a club I attend. Um, I'm currently the president of a... Ro- of our club and we're the Rotary Social Impact Network. We're a fully online club um, because that's what our members need us to be. We do everything through Microsoft Teams platform and we have one meeting a month. Um, I mean, just to speak to the demographic of our club, we've had six babies born into our club since we charted in 2020 um, and two more due this year. So, you know, that's the demographic demographic of our members we we can't make weekly meetings um that doesn't suit us but online works for us and i mean i always say that rotary is like a magnificent magnificent sunset you can tell people about it you can take photos you can paint pictures but unless you're there and active in the moment you never quite get it Mm -hmm. so i encourage everybody to just jump in
0: yeah well look Amanda it's been lovely talking with you this morning thank you so much for bringing us up to date wishing you every success with the winter ripen. So clearly that was an interview that I recorded um, in May this year in anticipation of the winter ripen but the content was excellent and uh, it will just google the word ripen and you'll find out when the next course is. Um, And in a few minutes I'll be uh, crossing to an interview that I did with two of the graduates from that winter ripen camp who I spoke with a few days ago. It's. So today it's a great pleasure to be talking to two of the students who took part in the Winter Ripen uh, in the Blue Mountains in uh, mid-2023. With me on this uh, conversation, we have Grace Holfter, who's from Taramara High School, and Celeste McDermott, who's at PLC, which stands for Pimble Ladies College on the upper North Shore of Sydney. So ladies, starting with you um celeste uh what did you know about ripen before the course began
2: well actually it's it's funny Ian, because they they kept it quite secret before um we went so we didn't really know what to expect and i i think they um deliberately did it that way so basically we just got a little email um describing the objectives of the camp um but we didn't actually know what we were going to do which right. um was added to the excitement of it.
0: Okay and, and Grace, for you, did, what did you know before the course?
3: Yeah, um, I didn't even know about like Rotary and stuff like that before attending Redmond, So It was a big surprise to me.
0: Okay, well then, so how did you come to hear about it? And Celeste, how did you get to hear about the course?
2: Well, I got an email one day from my um, heads of year and they said, oh you've been selected and and you, sh- you should apply. There's only three spots for our school um, and my fellow boarder, Evie Lay, from, um, who's also um, one of my friends from Pimble, she got selected as well, so it was really good to be going with her. Um, and I got sponsored by the Karingai Rotary Club, which is pretty local to where I go to school and board here at Pimble. So, yeah, I just got notified by email and took it from there.
0: Okay, and, and Grace, um, how, how, are you, how did you become aware of it?
3: Yeah, I was the same thing. I was elected by a year advisor, but my principal
0: came and told me about it in class, so yeah. And so, did did, you know anybody who'd done it ripened previously, Uh, Celeste?
2: No, I didn't know anyone.
0: No, And and Grace, did you know anybody who'd done it before?
3: Yeah, no, same for me.
0: Same for you, okay. Um, Grace, you mentioned that your year advisor suggested it to you, so uh, was the the school supportive? Were they encouraging you to take part in the ripened course?
3: Yeah, they, my school really wanted me to take part in it along with my parents. and um, You know, I'm really, I'm really glad they pushed me to do it because I wouldn't have done it otherwise. It was quite terrifying.
0: Right. And Celeste, what was it like a PLC? Uh, the school was encouraging you to do it?
3: Yeah,
2: pinball's really, you know, it's all about... Um, part of the reason why I come to boarding school is because of the amount of opportunities that we get to do. And Ripon was just another fantastic opportunity to, you know, better myself. And so, you know, Pimble was really supportive of of, um, achieving that. So, yes.
0: So listeners, just uh, to explain, um, Celeste's family lives um, in the far north of New South Wales, not far away from Wingham. So it's quite a journey to come uh, to PLC as a boarder and obviously the uh, f- facilities of PLC and the environment that you have here in Sydney is quite different to what you have uh, at home.
2: If I could just add to that Ian, um, yeah. I'd like to add also that I'm I'm new at Pimble this year so I think um, coming to Ripen I w- might have been selected because uh, you know being a new student um, it's good to be able to push yourself out of your comfort zone and I think Ripon was uh, good to be able to do that and get chosen to do that.
0: Okay, so you're both chosen. You've got the date. Um, you're taken to the location up in the in the Blue Mountains. And um, what did it feel like when you first got there? What were your first impressions? Grace, what was it like when you first arrived?
3: Yeah, um, I was excited, but like really nervous. I didn't know like anyone there. Even the one other person from my school who went, we weren't like extremely close. So it was very terrifying, but I was really excited as
0: well. So. Uh, and Celeste, was that your experience as well?
3: Yeah, I was excited as
2: well. Um, well, I was more excited than nervous, really. Um, but I was mostly curious because we hadn't really been told what we were going to be doing at the camp specifically. So I was really curious to find out what, was, what we were
3: going to do.
0: Okay. And so what was the first thing that happened? You arrive at the camp on the Friday afternoon,
3: yeah, um, I mean, I, the first thing I did was I got kind of like assigned a dorm and, you know, got a t-shirt that I would wear for the entire thing. Um, and I went into my uh, cabin and I got to meet some really lovely people uh, who had, they'd been friends before Ripon and they were like really helped welcome me into the environment.
0: And so is it boys and girls? Yes. Okay. And and, and yeah. for you, Celeste, um what was the first thing that happened to you you assigned to a dormitory
2: yeah we got assigned to a dormitory and um as grace said we got put into color groups so i was in the orange group right and uh and then we had a lot of time to just uh it was in the morning we just all sort of mingled and got to know each other because we were just put with all these people who we'd never met before so it was a good social opportunity there
0: And so what sort of activities did you get up to that uh, first afternoon, evening?
3: Yeah, um, so we did, like, you know, getting to know each other activities. So one of the things we did that I found really interesting was an activity on first impressions, where we learned that our visuals are, like, our first impression that we give to people. So we went around with different expressions and different body languages um, to, you know, see, like, oh, would I go up to that person or not? Um, along with creating self-portraits of ourselves, um, how we were before and how we wanted to be after. So that was really cool to see, and like kind of what we expected out of camp.
0: Now when you said self-portraits, do you literally mean something that you drew physically or more of a verbal description?
3: Yeah, no, we actually drew it and it was on the gymnasium wall for the whole trip.
0: And Celeste, was that the same? Did you do that as well in your orange group?
2: Yeah, we all did that. We did things like, um, say on my uh, drawing, I sort of did like a, um, a friendly little caricature and I was like, you know, stronger, like stronger in like leadership skills, metaphorically, and, um, you know, happier, um, stood up straighter, more confident, things like that. Just like a physical manifestation of what I was going, going to feel like at the end of Ripen.
0: Okay. And so over the next couple of days, what else, uh, what other things did you do to develop um, your self-esteem, your self-awareness, your confidence?
2: Well, we had all these um, interesting activities. Like, um, I'll give you an example. We had this one challenge where we had to figure out how to get our whole team through like a maze of string without touching anything. And we had to communicate how to help each other to get through And then we also did activities like figuring out how to balance a hammer on a ruler and like an inch off the table which was quite challenging and it got all of us in the team to work together and to learn how to communicate better as a team
0: how did you balance a hammer on a ruler one inch above the table
2: (laughs) oh ian it's too difficult to describe i'd have to show you all
0: right but it sounds like fun, a learning experience and fun. And it, it, you do it along with other people. So there's a sense of cooperating with members of your team, which I guess is part of what they're trying to uh, convey um, in the RIPEN course. So Grace, look, looking back on the RIPEN weekend, um, what uh, did you enjoy the most?
3: Well, I mean, I learned that if I put myself into opportunities, then I will get things out of them. and you know, there's a majority good things. Um, and you know, I really learned to be confident with myself. Um, and, you know, I can go around about thinking that people think I'm annoying or
0: stuff like that. So. Uh, Celeste, for you, what did you enjoy the most over the weekend?
2: Uh, over Ripen, I think what I enjoyed the most was getting to see the development in everyone that came to Ripen. It was, it was really emotional at the end of the camp. Um, the presentation um, of a, you know our certificates of completion and things like that because it was just inspiring to see just how impacted everyone had been by ripen you know for example there were i loved seeing how there was this one boy his name well, i won't say his name but he came to ripen and he he was really shy you know didn't know anyone and then Throughout the camp, he just built so much confidence through all the things that the RIPEN leaders were teaching us through our activities and things like that. And so he actually, you know, he led our group's talent show at the end and um, we came second for that, which I thought was great of him. So just really inspiring to see um, how much potential people can have and how they can achieve that
0: and and was the talent show um were you singing or dancing or acting what what actually happened
3: yeah um we yeah so we did a so each color group had to do a skit based off of the foundation so um me, i was actually in celeste's group as well and we did uh the ronald mcdonald foundation Yeah. Uh, so that was really fun to do and once again it was mandatory for all the groups
0: and, and so did what did one of you play uh, the character ronald mcdonald or were you talking more about the activities of the foundation
2: oh well we made it into more of a like a comedic skit um you sort of had to be there we we were um describing how the ronald mcdonald foundation was um useful to society and we we also made it sort of like a comedic skit um of like a young family um, going to a mcdonald's store but with the underlying impact of the foundation
0: right Right, so you tied together the experience going to, Mac- to McDonald's and the, the good work that the Ronald McDonald Foundation does using yeah. some of the proceeds from the retail McDonald's store and other donations that they get. In terms of new friends, uh, Grace, did you meet anybody that you're still in touch with?
3: Oh, yeah, I mean, I talk to majority of people from Ripon almost every day, um, two of them especially. I mean, every single day we have to talk to each other so it's you know we all really kept in touch for things like social media um and in december we'll actually be having a
0: reunion for all the mentors so that'll be very cool good for you and celeste are you, are you still in touch with people that you met at ripen
2: yeah i've still got some friends from ripen um we after the camp had finished and everyone went their separate ways they somebody made a group chat uh, I can't quite remember what it was called, Ripen 9865 or something like yeah, that. that. I think Grace. Was that's,
0: the, that's the Rotary District, yeah.
2: Yes. And everyone's been talking about uh, talking about their experiences on that and keeping on in contact since then. And we did this one activity, if I could just add, uh, at the end of the camp, which was one of my highlights, which was goal setting, which is definitely so important um, in leadership. And we wrote a letter to ourselves for in six months time. And I, I was writing to myself about how I wanted to get a year 11 prefect position. And what we did was we we wrote, we tried out individual goals um, and then handed them to the camp uh, supervisors who are going to send that to us in six months time to, you know, so that we can just get that as a surprise and use it to check up on ourselves and um, hold ourselves accountable. And, yeah, just things like that, the the long-lasting impacts from RIPEN.
0: And, uh, Grace, goal setting for you. Did you set a goal that you're going to uh, read about again in six months' time?
3: Yeah, yeah, um, I did too as well. I, um, working on my anxiety is uh, what I chose my six-month goal.
0: So, look, it was a good experience then for both of you, by the sounds of things. Do you, um, Absolutely. Do you have any advice for potential uh, participants? What would you, what would you say to somebody who's contemplating uh, going on the RIPEM course, Grace? What would you say to them?
3: Honestly, my advice: do it. It it is terrifying at first, but it is the best experience. My mental told me uh, feel the fear and do it anyways, and I
0: by that every single day just do it okay and celeste what would you say to somebody contemplating it
2: yeah same as grace i would say just go for it you know because oh you won't regret it but you you are better to regret something that you have done than to regret not having done something at all so it was a really valuable experience for for everyone that came so it's definitely something you wouldn't want to miss out on
0: well thank you both very much indeed for sharing that experience with us we've been listening to grace Holfter from Taramara High School and Celeste McDermott from Pimble Ladies College who both attended the ripen course, the winter ripen course in um, 2023. Um, Celeste and Grace, thank you very much and very good wishes for the future.